Hi, you're now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. We're happy to bring you sermons like this one every week. You can find other sermons at our site at harvest-community.org. So without further ado, here's our speaker. Stan is speaking for us today only just as a gentle reminder uh, that Pastor Dave and Jeannie and then uh, Pastor Peter Cho and his wife Kim are in Flagstaff today, and uh, they're enjoying fellowship with them all weekend long. Uh, we should pray for Pastor Dave. He's a little scared because he's afraid that something's going to happen on 9-11 again, and he's going to be stuck in Flagstaff. And if you've ever been in Flagstaff, that's a fearful thought. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, Stan is going to speak uh, God's word to us today, and so I hope that you give him the same sort of attention that you would give anybody else that is up here. Fair enough, brother? All right. Well, good morning. Um, Just as uh, Pastor Frank mentioned, I'm an intern here at at Harvest, and um, you know, I'd like to share with you from a passage. It's Ephesians uh, chapter 3, 14 to 17. That's Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 17. Um, and I think it's right here. Yes, so let me read that for us. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Uh, Let me pray for us before we begin. Father, we come before you today and um, I just ask that your presence would be here. Help us um, just to experience your goodness and your grace and be renewed. God, strengthen us even as we study your word and as uh, this word tells us to come to you in prayer uh, for strength. I pray, God, that you would just reveal to us what we have in you. And, God, help us to know that, um, God, that you have so much, more than than enough for us. So help us, Lord, grant us your strength today. And we pray this in your son's name. Amen. So... Pastor Dave asked me to uh, to preach um, you know, today as he's traveling, and he is you know, suggesting that I preach on prayer, right, because we're kind of going through this uh, prayer series. And I was kind of struggling with looking for a passage and, um, you know, things that Pastor Dave already preached on or things that he will preach on. But then as I kind of was looking through the Bible, this, this passage kind of really stuck out to me. And for some reason, the word strengthened. Um, really kind of stuck in my mind. And I kind of believe that God today wants us to, you know, explore this idea of strength that we can find in prayer, right? And so the reason I I think it stuck out to me is because, you know, to be honest, I think as a Christian, sometimes we feel pretty weak. You know, I I feel pretty weak as a Christian sometimes. You know, I I don't know about your own life, but there's like a list of things in my head that, you know, I think I, I could be doing better, right? I could be praying more, right? I could be spending more time with people. I could be more patient with people um, and not falling behind in my Bible reading or just being more bold in sharing my faith. And uh, even as we go through this series on prayer, 
right? So I bet some of us, you know, come away, and, and Pastor Dave, he's a really great preacher, and so sometimes you just feel this conviction, right? You come away, and you're like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray more. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to spend, you know, an hour a day praying or half an hour a day praying. And then when, and then when Tuesday rolls around, you're like, you, you kind of, you get busy with work and with family and everything else, and then you just kind of lose sight of that. You, you forget about that conviction that you had on Sunday, and we end up praying not like we wanted to. And in one sense, I think we're all a work in progress, right? God began this good work in us, right, when we first believe, and there's this long kind of process that we go through when he's changing us to be more like him. But I kind of wanted to challenge us in, a, in another sense. I want us to not be okay with being weak Christians. Not okay with being weak Christians. And I don't say this to, to shame us or to to try to, you know, cajole everyone to want to be, you know, better Christians. But I want us to know that we don't have to be weak. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you sign up for a gym, right? And then not only you sign up for a gym, but you get a trainer and you get all this equipment and all those other things. And you're like, okay, all I have to do is go to the gym, right? And I actually say this uh, to my shame because... As some of my friends know, I, I have LA Fitness membership, and I kind of stopped going for a while right now. So, but, but anyways, but you know, all you have to do is go. You have a trainer. You have all this equipment. You have everything. All you have to do is go, right? And I, and I think for a lot of us, it's, it's kind of like our Christian life. All we have to do is come before God. But for some reason, it's, it's hard for us to do that. And I want to remind us today that through this passage, right, that that we can come before God, that there is strength to be found before God in prayer. And this is what Paul wants his readers to know. And so as we go through these verses, I think there are three questions that we can ask about praying for strength. Three questions. And they are, why ask for strength? The first one, what, what is being strengthened? And where is the strength coming from? Right, so why ask for strength? Let's start there. So why ask for strength? Oh, it's already up there. Good. <laughs> um, so here in verse 17, Paul begins with, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And so we can see here that Paul is saying, look, right, all this, all this prayer, all this stuff I'm praying for you is really for ultimately so that Christ may dwell in your hearts. And right here, the key word is dwell. And this paints the picture of God dwelling like in his temple or in the tabernacle, right? God's presence being real on earth, you know, as it is in heaven, right? Kind of like the Lord's Prayer. And that's the same kind of picture, right? And so he's saying he wants Christ to dwell in their hearts. But why does Paul say that, right? Especially when the Ephesians already believe, so doesn't Jesus already dwell in their hearts if they believe? I think to answer this question, there is a picture, another picture that I kind of want to share with you guys, maybe to help with, with this. So, so as some of you may know, I recently uh, got married, right? And, um, and my, my wife, you know, she was down in Champaign, so she moved into my condo. And so we went through this whole process. You know, my condo, I've lived there, there for six years, and so I've kind of gotten used to the place, used to certain things. You know, I usually you know, only use the kitchen, you know, my bedroom and the bathroom, 
and everything else is just kind of there, right? But then as she moved in, you know, we went through every room, and and we cleaned it up and we changed it around, right? So, so my my bedroom actually became our study, you know, my my storage room became our master bedroom, and uh, my kitchen became her kitchen. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, but that's okay because I didn't really use the kitchen that much, anyways. So. Uh, but, but here is a picture of, of our, our study. Uh, oops, sorry. There you go. So I can see here that it's, um, you know, not a bedroom anymore. Um, but but it's, it's a work in progress, right? We, we have a new bookshelf there. We have two, two tables, and it's, uh, it's kind of messy, to be honest. <laughs> but that's okay, right? Because, because it's, it's a work in progress, and I, I believe that God is telling us here that in the same way, God dwelling in our hearts, it's, it's a process. That Christ, as he dwells in us, is changing us as, as we believe more, as we grow in faith, right? As we know him better. But sometimes it doesn't feel like that, right? Sometimes our life feels more like this, where there's a lot of things on the ground and there's all sorts of things everywhere, right? And sometimes actually we feel that we're stuck, we're stuck in this kind of messy state. And some of us have even lost hope that we will never change or that someone close to us will never change. And I used to think this about myself. I used to just always fight those same battles, right, with sin, always turning to other things other than God. You know, and I think as we read this text, as we listen for God, that he's telling us that we can find strength in him to change. And we can read so many books out there. We can talk, like, you know, Google what it means to change, 10 ways to better ourselves. You know, there's this book, right, and I kind of tried to read it, How to Make Friends and Influence People. (laughs) You know, there's so many things out there that, you know, people say you can change. But what I'm saying is God is calling us to pray for the power to transform into becoming like him. Right? This is what God is saying in this text. And not only is God calling us just to pray about those around us, um, but God is saying that even through prayer, we can change. All right? We can change. I think it's if we come honestly before God in prayer, we can tell him of our need for him. And I believe God will honor that and change us. And even in the act of praying, I believe God acknowledges our dependence on him and changes us. And I think Mother Teresa actually speaks kind of well of this. So this is her quote. She says, I used to pray that God would feed the hungry or do this or that. But now I pray that he will guide me to do whatever I'm supposed to do, what I can do. I used to pray for answers, but now I'm praying for strength. I used to believe that prayer changes things. But now I know that prayer changes us, and we can change things. So I, I would just slightly disagree with her. I know it's weird to disagree with Mother Teresa, but I believe, I still believe that prayer can change things. I, I really, really believe that. But I believe even more strongly now that prayer can change us. That prayer can change us. And I believe that Mother Teresa speaks to this. And I think it's a good reminder that there is no wasted time in prayer. No waste of time. When we pray, God is transforming us and making our hearts 
more into a home for Jesus. No wasted time. So that is why, you know, why we pray for strength. So the second thing, the second question, what is being strengthened or what is strengthened? This is in verse 16, and it reads, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. And here, you know, the focus here that Paul is trying to make is in their inner being. But what does that mean? I think it's sometimes uh, hard to, to know, but Paul actually uses the same phrase in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. Right? In these verses, Paul talks about this. So he, let me turn to that. So this is 2 Corinthians 4, 16 18. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we, not, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Right here, Paul is making this contrast right between our outer self and our inner self. Right as as we kind of get older, right, our outer selves we we you know lose hair, right, or right we our eyesight doesn't get as good. Um, you know, it's just it's just funny. Like I I never noticed that my eyesight's getting worse, but I'm always like looking at my phone and it's like slowly further further getting away. It's 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 kind of sad, but um, but right, I mean. What we feel today isn't what we were feeling 10 years ago. Our bodies ache more. It's, it's harder. But our inner self, right, our inner self doesn't get old. God can renew our inner self, our inner being, day by day. And I think that's what Paul is asking God to do for the Ephesians. He is praying that God would renew, would strengthen them, their inner being, day by day. And I think while this is true, I think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that. I think it's easy to lose sight of knowing that what's inside matters more than what's on the outside. And so here Mark Twain says this. He says, clothes make a man. Naked people have little or no influence on society. <laughs> and I think, I think in some ways there is a kernel of, of sort of a slight of truth to that, right? One, that you know, you know, naked people really don't have influence on society. But two, that clothing sometimes situationally is, is important, right? So, you know, when you wear a nice dress, you know, when my wife Faye wears a nice dress, she always likes to say, you know, like, if I call her, oh, you look really pretty today, you know, it makes her feel a lot better, right? It's like she's, you can see that smile on her face. Or, you know, in, in a lot of ways at work, right, um, you know, a lot of my coworkers, when there's important meetings, people put on that suit jacket or that tie sometimes even, and, you know, you want to dress for success, right? That's, that's what a lot of people t- say, tell you at the workplace, all right? And I think in, in some ways, the way we dress does affect the way people look at us, right? If, I, if today if I was wearing, you know, like a T-shirt, right, and basketball pants, right, preaching in front of you today, I think, I think some of you would probably be stumbled by that a little bit, right? You'd be like, wait, wait, Stan's preaching, but he's, you know, Wearing, you know, looking like he's going to go play ball right after this. You know, shouldn't, shouldn't Stan be dressed up a little bit better, right? But I think in some ways, 
I would disagree with Mark Twain, or I would actually disagree that clothes make a man. Clothes don't make a man. The inner being does. And so let me put it this way, right? Clothes help you in certain situations, right? They may help you when you're interviewing for a job. They may help you with a date, right? Or they may help you if you're running for the president of the United States. I, I read all these articles about what, you know, Trump and Hillary are, are wearing, right? And, you know, like, they may help you in those situations. But they don't help you when you're trying to survive a day with your young kids. They don't help you when you're getting laid off from your job. They don't help you when you have an argument with your spouse. Right? In those situations, the last thing on your mind is, wait, what am I wearing? Right? Like, if you're arguing with your spouse, you're not thinking about what you're wearing. Right? No, in those situations, we're asking for more patience for our kids. Hope that we can find a job. You know, love for our spouse. You know, all these things, we're not looking on the outside. We're looking for it on the inside. It's from who we are on the inside. And this is why Paul specifically is praying for God to strengthen the Ephesians in their inner being. He understood what really mattered was what was on the inside. And I would say sometimes what is hard to focus right, on what's on the inside is because it's so much easier sometimes to change what's on the outside than what's on the inside. It's easier to buy a new set of clothes it's easier to try to get in shape. Right? It's easier than that than try to somehow scrounge up more patience for our kids or more love for our spouse. And I would go even a step further and say it is impossible, impossible for us on our own to make a lasting change on the inside. Right? We, can, we can try to just struggle you know, on our own for more patience. We can struggle more for love but in the end, maybe it would only last maybe a day, a week, a month. But we'll just keep falling back to our old selves. And so what I'm saying is this, that God can make a lasting change in us. That's why it's so important to pray for inner strength. That, that God can strengthen us in our inner being. You know, there's no hope if we don't pray. Right? And so I'm just encouraging us to say that who we are on the inside, God is the one that can change us. And God is the one that wants to change us. And all he is asking us to do is turn to him in prayer. So we first talked about asking why we ask for strength. We just talked about what is getting strengthened. This last one, where is the strength coming from? Where is the strength coming from? In verse 16, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Right? And here the focus is the riches of his glory. Right? And I, I think even though this is what Paul starts with, I think it's good, a good place for, for us to end. And I think it's because as we realize the, how rich of a source we have, the more willing we are to go to that source. Right? It's like, kind of like how this whole movement of food, like where food, our food is coming from, right? You know, like if, if we know it's organic or if it's locally grown, we're more willing to buy it. But if we, if we look at it, it's like frozen from Mexico or California, you know, it's like, you, know, like you, you, you kind of just leave it on the shelf. 
right? As, as we know and trust more in the source, right, the more we are willing to go to it. And in this case, the source of strength is the riches of his glory. And kind of at first glance, you know, it's kind of abstract, right? The riches of God's glory. What, is, what does that even mean? What does it mean to have, the, to go to the riches of his glory? And I think here Paul also says in a similar place in Philippians 4.19, he says this. He says, oops. And my God will supply every need of yours according to the, his riches of glory in Christ Jesus. And so for Paul, the riches of glory, of God's glory, are found in Christ. And so the more we know of Jesus, right, the more that we'll understand this richness of glory that is in God. Right? And I think sometimes it's, it's, even that is still so broad. Right? We, we kind of talk about it. We pray about it. What, what does that even mean? What does that mean that this, this glory of God in Christ that we have? And so I think just to help us, there's one aspect of it that I think is so fundamental to understand is, is his love, right? Jesus' love for us. We, and also we pray about it, and that's still, again, broad. But, you know, as, I'm, as I was thinking about Jesus' love for us, I was just thinking of, you know, this picture of, of me when I was a kid. And, um, you know, as I was growing up, you know, like at night, my mom would come into my bedroom when I was kind of half-sleeping, and she would sit by my bedside, and she would put her hand on my head, and it would just be this very kind of quiet moment where I just kind of really felt my mom's love. And this was uh, strange for me because I think my mom was, um, you know, she, she wasn't the most patient of women. And so there would be a lot of times where, you know, her, her anger or, you know, things would get the better of her. But I, I would specifically remember those times at night you know, those, those, just those moments where she would come in and she would think I would be sleeping and she would touch my head. And I, I remember this, that, that feeling of love. And I think for us, I've had those same moments with Jesus where there are moments where you just can't explain it. You know, maybe when it's you're singing or praising or maybe it's when you're with other people or maybe it's alone when you're reading his word. That there's these moments where you feel God's love for you. And you know it is so, so real. And I think as we experience that, as we experience Jesus' love for us, we know that then he is able to strengthen us, that we can go to him for strength. I think that's why it's so important. That is so important to not just kind of cast off this idea of, of Christ's love that even as we pray about it and talk about it, that we need to really want to experience it for ourselves. You know, Pastor Dave kind of talked about it. It's easy for us to come to church. It's easy for us to read or do things, but to really want to experience this love that is found in Christ. And I think that is the foundation, the basis to which all this other stuff kind of comes from. This is why we pray. This is why we come to church. This is why we do anything, right? Because God loves us. Because Jesus loves us. And so I, I think just to, just to finish up, as we think about our lives, you know, do we, do we want God's strength in our lives? 
I just, you know, talking with uh, just different of you through the weeks is, you know, hanging out or different things. I, I feel like sometimes, you know, we, we all kind of acknowledge it. We all, we all say, well, I, I should be doing this better or I should be handling this better. But what I'm saying is you can. You can. You can do it. You don't have to just say, I, I want to. You can. All you have to do is go to God in prayer. So let's pray and ask God to transform our hearts into Jesus' likeness. Let's pray for God to work in our inner being. And finally, let's pray that out of God's love for us, he will strengthen us. Let's pray. God, I pray for all of us here. Lord, I I just ask that um, even as we hear these words, God, I, I pray that you would speak them to our hearts. Lord, help us know the reality of your love for us. Lord, help us know that that we can change, that you are changing us on the inside, that there is hope for change. And God, help us know that you dwell with us, that we are not alone in our fight, that we are not alone when we struggle, when we have all sorts of things going on in our lives that we just don't know what to do. Lord, I just ask that, won't you come here right now? Help us to know that you're with us right here. You love us and you want us just to come to you and just pray and simply pray before you and ask, won't you give us your strength, God? Just a simple prayer. So Lord, I I ask that you would help us do that. Help us just to come before you simply and ask, God, won't you give me strength? And we pray this in your son's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.